Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about can you really trust the government and maybe we shouldn't? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Kevin, you said you had some concerns. You've uh, well, been doing some research. and uh, There's one conspiracy that I want to start off with Okay. that uh, not a lot of people know, know about, but I got a can of Four Loco today. Four Loco. Tell me about Four Loco. No. It's a caffeinated alcoholic beverage. Oh, you have my attention. <laughs> Which basically equates to fist fights. Oh, I like fist fights. Alcohol is like a, a great, great chemical in the fact in the in the fact that as the drunker and drunker you get, the sleepier and sleepier you get. So right. by the time you're out of control, you're in bed. Oh, they've solved that problem now. <laughs> problem solved. All right. What I really wanted to start off the show with, though, oh. was getting into the um, the Invention Secrecy Act of 1915, or 1951. Right. No, I gotta tell you, I've never heard of the Invention Secrecy Most Act. Most people have not heard of it. All right. Uh, basically, it was it was instituted first during World War One. All right. Uh, to you know protect national security. Um, Who doesn't really care about well, national right. security? But if you come up with an invention good. and you and you patent it. And, uh, you know, you it somehow pertains to national security. All right. The government could seize that invention and keep you from profiting from it, using it, developing it, until the end of the war. Well, the end of the war. Right. Okay, then, so. then, you know, they let that go. That, that passed on. And right. World War II came around, and the same thing went into place. All right. Uh, that was a two-year two -year limit on your invention until you could actually profit from all the painstaking labor you've invested in coming up with these ideas. All right, two years. I'm a little disappointed. I'm frustrated at that point, but right. there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. uh, then in 1951, they passed the, uh, the uh, Invention Secrecy Act. And all right, now what's that? That's basically what it is, is that if the government decides, if the president decides that your invention is detrimental to national security. All right. Then uh, you know he's he can decide that you cannot use your or invention. profit from your invention. That's slowly been changing though. All right. So now it's not just the president. Now it's the you know the army, the air force, and the navy, military branches. There, there's a lot of people uh, there. NASA. Right. Anybody NASA, from NASA yep. can decide this. Uh, the NSA. Right. Can can decide that anything that you've made that somehow relates to national security, uh, that could possibly be a threat if somebody used this invention, um, could have you could have it seized. And though the one that really bothers me is 
the Department of Justice is on that list. Of being able to, of being your, able to decide that your invention is All right, is, so there's a bunch of judges sitting around. And, right. uh, and uh, you know, you might think, well, you know, all right, you know, you invented a, uh, some sort of a poison gas or a oh, nuclear bomb oh, or yes. oh, yeah, something Yeah, I made nuclear bombs. All right, yeah. got to be able to stop that. So, I mean, like, you could see how three or four of these might be, you know, somebody says, hey, bud, listen, whatever you got going on, you know, not cool. So if I invent a laser that I can point and turn people into dust, right? maybe I shouldn't just put that out. You there. don't want to patent it because they, they see it. They'll take it. They see it. So you might think three or four of those would be reasonable. So last year they did, uh, uh, sorry, 2009, they did okay. 5,596 of them. That's kind of a big number. That's a lot. That's that a lot. I didn't lot. know there were that many uh, inventions that were detrimental to national security. And that's just it. You'd lose it. That's it. You don't get it no. back. You don't get paid for it unless the you know unless the government decides they want to buy it and use it. You don't get anything. They just keep it. Maybe in fifteen twenty years when your technology is irrelevant, you might get the uh, rights to it back. But they you know basically they just get to uh, decide what they like and don't like and uh, decide whether or not you're allowed to uh, have that idea. Sounds a little like a dictatorship. Um, well, you know, I mean, uh, I am scared of terrorists. Oh, well. It can happen any day. Any day. Yeah. I mean, I'm also scared of uh, dying in a car accident on the, any on day. the throughway or uh, having a massive heart attack shoveling snow, but... You still shovel snow, though. No, I mean, once they get around to finally banning snow, All right. I'll be happy with that. You know, horseback riding can be dangerous as well, mm -hmm. so you might want to watch that. All right. Yeah. Now, did you you have some kind of examples, or is anything yeah, there's, coming there's to a light couple, on this? There's or? a couple of them that have been released later on. Okay. Uh, one was a uh, a technology that would uh, track um, road conditions and traffic jams. Oh, yeah, you, you can't just let that stuff out. Yeah, well, I mean, right? That's what yeah, I'm saying. That, that sounds dangerous. There's a there's a couple of them that just seemed uh, completely absurd, and those are only the ones that after ten years or Government's twelve like, years yeah. they said, oh, "All right, I guess it's not important anymore." And let the, I mean, but these these are are that they don't apply anymore. They're they're outdated by the time you get it back. Right. So if you spend uh, five years fighting court, you know, you're just out that money and out that. No, you were time. saying there really isn't an appeal process on this, though, right? Or well, is well, you can appeal, but you're okay. appealing to the same people that decided that it was that, that it was a, a bad idea that you you know okay. it was detrimental. So I mean, it's uh, you know that's always what I it's wonder. It's like arguing about with these... the cop when he gives you the ticket. You know, it's not going to work. No, no, it doesn't. Now that like I mean, these are some of my concerns. Like I hear about. Uh, with the, uh, they accuse people of being terrorists, and then they can put these gag orders on them. Mm -hmm. You know, the FBI came and searched your house, and you're not allowed to tell anybody, and you can't appeal it, right? Because you might be a terrorist, and you'll yeah, tip off other people, and you know who knows. And you, you know, always it's, hear it's, these it's, stories. It's pretty low threshold for that. That it, terrorist, you know, it used to be like uh, when you wanted to discredit somebody, you called them a racist. Ah, you know your opinions kind of... don't matter because you're a racist. But uh, you know that terrorist one's a little bit worse. Mm. It's a little ugly. You yeah. know, it's an ugly word. Um, 
All right, so that kind of, you know, leads you into to the neighborhood I was I was going to take us and and what I was thinking about is I guess, you know, I I know touchy subject people get offended, but uh Glenn Beck wrote that book, uh, The Overton Window. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, you know, a philosophy that, you know, he didn't come up with it. it it's yeah, been it's around by for, you know, whatever, right. Overton, right. Right. So the idea is that if you can just change people's comfort level just a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, they all have, everybody has a certain tolerance of what they'll accept. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the idea of, well, you know, I don't think you can have me at the airport take my shoes off and stand there like a jackass. Well, you know, you pat me down and grope me. Right. That might not be acceptable to somebody. Whereas, you know, saying, oh, do you have any weapons on? You might be acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have different levels. Um, you might say, all right, I'm willing to walk through a metal detector. Right. But I'm not really willing to have you stick your hand up my butt. Well, what about, you know, those x-ray machines that they got going Oh, on? the new, where they, yeah, can, where see, they can see the all-seeing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the big problem they have is the, uh, where, where the TSA agents keep stealing everybody's shit. Yeah, no, that's a serious. That's a little concerning. Um, did I ever, uh, did I ever tell you my TSA No, story? no, tell us your TSA, uh. I was, um, I, I used to fly quite a bit. Okay. For, um, for a job. For work, yeah, for work, yeah. yeah. And uh, at some what point, what government they, agency was that? What? Uh, so at some point, uh, yeah, at some point they had banned lighters. You could bring lighters. matches on, okay, but not lighters. But well, you that know, would just be. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, some of those, I, I would smoke, and some of those places, uh, they would have smoking places inside the airport. Okay, there aren't very many of them anymore. Okay. I mean, there's maybe one or two in Texas and in Georgia, but. I realized that if you just put the lighter in your pocket, you could walk right through and it wouldn't set off the metal detector. Okay. So, you know, I, I started getting used to it considering I was flying every week. You know, I, I really got this, the TSA thing down. And I was, I remember smoking one time and I, I pulled the lighter out of my pocket. And uh, this guy was next to me, sitting next to me. And he's like, oh, can I, can I get that? And he goes, how did, how did you get this in here? I said, oh, I had to smuggle it in. I stuck it up my butt. And you should have seen this guy's face as he had the lighter held up to the cigarette, <laughs> his eyes wide open. But that's, uh, I'm getting sidetracked. So you are a little off task. Yeah. So the the um, you know, I was I was really uh getting used to these uh the searches and and all that sort of stuff. You know, not joking when I'm not supposed to be joking and and this and that. You're a nice guy. And uh, so I felt fairly confident going in and out of the the security checks, knew what I had to do, knew, knew what not to do. Okay. And uh, I was taking my son, I wasn't working this time, I was taking my son to um, fly on his own. He was flying to St. Louis. All right. And I was in LaGuardia, and um, uh, that's in Queens, uh, right near Queens. All right. And um, I was getting ready to, to take him out to his gate because he's, Young boy, I think he was 11 or 12 at the time. And uh, I got hit with a, uh, uh, you know, mandatory. Right. Random. Random, random yeah. Yeah. Random check. I, I 
Then they they did a little sniffer on my hand oh. to sniff for drug for not drugs for bomb explosives. Yeah. Right. I had bomb-making explosive, explosive material on my hands, turns out. Didn't see that coming. So they took me into the, uh, you know, into the... Uh, the violated the, the uh, room. Pri- the private room. And with my son. And uh, a large African-American fellow told me that he was going to uh, touch my private areas with the back of his hand. Back of his hand. <laughs> I never know why the back of the hand... What, have you ever touched something with the back of your hand? You can't feel shit. Right. So I don't know what the point is. Yeah. You know, you... And honestly... It's just not really a sensitive area where you can... I mean, like, if you rub the back of your hand on your pant leg, you're like, I can't really tell what I'm feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe I'm homophobic. You might be. I I would prefer, like... You know, I can understand why a woman would want to be searched by another woman. But I personally so really, do not want to be searched, wants by, a to be searched yeah. by a woman. I don't care if she's a big, ugly bull dyke. Right. I'm all right with that. But that's not how it works. No. So um, they searched me in and out. Not in and out. Oh, <laughs> they they searched the outside. I didn't actually have to take any articles of clothing off. They right. did not buy me a drink. They did not buy me dinner. No. They did not find any explosives on me. Okay. And they also told me that if I had shampoo on my hands... Residue. That might also they be might explosives. Also... Now, how much did they spend on this machine that confuses <laughs> bombs and shampoo? <laughs> That's a fine line. What's uh, how much now, money did they invest in so this? So, based on this Overton window, you're willing to say that that might be a little bit not, too far. I wasn't even getting on an airplane. I was driving my son off. Uh, that was too far. Too far. Okay. And now I, I honestly fly much less than I did before. I used to fly quite a bit. I don't have that job. I don't go on vacation out of state anymore. I'm because I don't feel comfortable getting, you know, my my sperm count lowered by the radiation, radiation. Uh, machines well, that they zap me with. I went to where did I go? I oh, have a lot of swimmers, and I want to keep them. That you way. want to keep your swimmers? Yeah. All right. Well, I I secured mine in the gate. <laughs> but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. But uh, I I flew to um, uh, New Orleans, so I went out of JFK. Mm-hmm. And they don't tell you anything when you're going up. Like, you just, like, see people taking their belts and their shoes. Right. And I'm like, well, there's no sign that says I have to. And there's no guy, you know, whatever. I'm like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So I leave my belt on. I leave whatever. And they didn't say shit. Went through the metal detector. And they came over and they looked. And he's like, oh, it's your belt. All right, you're good. Just go. And they just Everything was cool, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I like so that. You don't have to take your shoes off. I didn't. Um, other people <laughs> did. I have a and the wife that was like, you told them that you had a medical condition <laughs> that they that you can't take your shoes off. That they would let that slide. It might just be that I'm an asshole, right. you know? Well, I mean, you have to be. You can't just I, let them keep you know, pushing I, I and not push back out, at all. Now they don't carry Sam's Club anymore, but they used to, you know, you'd have to show your card when you come in. Mm-hmm. And they'd get weird. And I used to just, I got in the habit of just giving them an angry look, and you could just walk right by. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you don't have one. Just intimidate them, and they back right down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, this yeah, works. I mean, how hard is it to scare the 65-year-old lady that's checking the car? <laughs> like, uh, uh, and, you know, every once in a while, you'll get somebody who's like, uh, and you just keep walking. Just keep walking, walking and ignore them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, 
you know, now they don't check them anymore. Maybe too many people caught on to that. Mm-hmm. I always have trouble when I go to the uh, the stores and they're like, oh, and I can I have your phone number? And I'm like, no. And they're just like, like they don't they're even know. Like nobody's saying lines. that. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, really? Nobody's ever said no yeah. to you before? I always, they always ask for a uh, or your zip email. code or your email. I always say no to that. And I'm it always like, seems no. like I'm the only person yeah, that ever you're the only that. one. And they're like, man, you're a dick. You know, whatever. And so, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Let me I'm get a manager. Old Navy doesn't, <laughs> does, I don't want Old Navy to rank have my, on your... my email list. No. So, that's a little concerning. But... And once again, that's your level of tolerance. Right. And no, obviously, Sam's Club isn't the government. Right, but I mean, whatever. I think we all need to be in the in the habit of pushing back a little bit and saying no. A little nudging. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Keep that just, w- window from sliding to the left. If people push you, you go mm-hmm. through anything. And I think one of the examples in the guy's book, you know, they talk about, well, you know, if you could sell bottled water to people... Then you pull off the right. greatest con of all time, uh-huh. you know. And they, they talk about, you know, a guy came and, and pitched that and was like, I can, you know, get people to pay money for water. Right. And they're like, water that you get out of your faucet. For for cents for hundreds of gallons. Yeah, you know, you know? but hey, and, and most of it, well, even better, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bottle the water in their town off their municipal water. Right. And then and I'm going to go in and sell it back to you. There's no standards on bottled water beyond what the municipality no. requires. Yeah. No, so it's... It can, you can literally fill up your tap water into a bottle and sell, and it. sell it. Put a label, good to go. Right. That's, that's completely legal, and people are still buying bottles of water. Got to buy that bottled water. Tastes just, better. Just, you have to write uh, spring on the label. Something spring, anything spring. Yeah. And then... From under spring, yeah. you know. From <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe this episode's a little disturbing. I don't know. Maybe you guys are a little afraid. But I mean, there's a lot, a lot a of nonsense task. out there. But that's the thing. Like, I, I guess where I started getting annoyed, and I, I don't know. I've been annoyed at my government for a long time. But where, where I was thinking about in the last couple of weeks is. I was listening to NPR. I was doing a repair in somebody's house, and they had NPR on. And I, I like how you had to clarify that you weren't listening to that by I've, choice. I put it on to be entertained. I um, don't know, but... It's commercial-free. I can appreciate it, that. Ah, you're killing me. So, anyway, I, I'm listening to NPR, and there, there's four people sitting around, and they're talking about the state of health in America. Mm-hmm. And the first guy's like, well, you know... We just don't have enough medical infrastructure. And we just need so much more. People can't get to the doctor. And there's not enough doctors to handle all this. And Americans are really out of shape and and really bad. The next lady gets on and she's like, well, you know, it's because of all the food deserts. And people are all fat because of the food deserts. You know, These are all things. All You're saying a bunch of words I don't understand. Hey, ah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Then the next person is like, well, it's because Americans don't exercise. But then they all come to the consensus, well, we really should have the government more in charge of health care and we should expand facilities and treatment. 
Wait a minute. Like, are you talking about you want the people that run the DMV? Yeah, that sounds right. To be in charge. Or wait, you were in the military. How'd you like your health care? That was fantastic. fantastic. It was fantastic. Right? Oh, man. I'm like, ah. And I, I just... remember I remember being injected with a lot of stuff I didn't know what it was and being tested once just a year for like... HIV. But if I had a problem oh. and I had to go to the doctor for something. Uh. I think my Navy uh, health care, well, I know one of, the, like, one of the big examples, my... Uh, I would go to the dentist and, and I guess, I don't know, I had like maybe porcelain fillings or whatever they did back when I was a kid so long ago. Mm-hmm. And now they do something. Actually, I think they're plastic when I go to my dentist now, but mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they did in the Navy. I don't uh-huh. know if the Navy wanted to do the metal ones, uh-huh. like some in between, see if I could set off some metal detectors or set something. Off I don't yeah, know That's why. good for you. Yeah, you know, whatever. So they would look and they'd go like, oh, these are all porcelain. You need to get all those taken care of. All right. So they'd schedule an appointment. I'd come back a month later. Well, probably six months later. Mm-hmm. And I'd show up. And the doctor would look at it. And go, these are fine. Why are you here? Well, I don't know. They didn't like they were porcelain. That's ridiculous. Get out of here. All right. I'd leave next year. This went on over and over again. Same thing. I get a, uh, they want to pull my wisdom teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, you have them. We should just pull them out because you never know what will happen right. when you're Who out knows? in combat. Uh-huh. Oh, my <laughs> tooth. Oh, God. You know, there are people shooting at me, but I can't <laughs> concentrate because my tooth is, because my tooth is bothering me. So the guy starts, he's like pulling out my uh, wisdom tooth and he gives me a shot of Novocaine or whatever and it goes to work. And I'm like, you know, really, that kind of hurts. Well, well, I, you know, I don't know. Let me give you another shot. Gives me another shot. He's like, no, it still hurts. He's like, no, there's no way you can feel that. Like, look, mother, (laughs) I can feel it. It hurts. Well, no, that's ridiculous. Oh, you know what? I see what I did here. I'm giving you a shot on one side of your mouth, and then I'm taking the tooth out on the other. (laughs) And I'm like, look. Oh. (laughs) Oh, but this is the kind of, we had uh, my my kid, uh, we are in Virginia Beach in Norfolk there, and, and they got a big naval hospital facility there. And, right. And uh, so my kid at school does a hearing test, and they're like, oh, your kid can't hear. He can't come back to school until he goes gets checked out by a doctor. Mm-hmm. So no problem. I call the Navy. Oh, you know, you got to take a look at the kid. You know what? We have no way to test somebody's hearing in the Navy. What? And I'm like, wait a minute. You only do two tests. You do my hearing when I come in, and you do my hearing when I get out, and that's pretty much all you do. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, but with a kid, he's a different size. We don't understand. And what, like school physicals? If we did those, everybody wants one. You Mm -hmm. think we can just do those for everybody? Yeah. Do they <laughs> like, cover what? your kids or not? Oh, because they, I was always under the impression they were that they like, did. no, no, we can't do yeah. that. So, you got to pay for right, your own. So, yeah, I had to pay out of pocket to go to a specialist to do a school hearing test mm. and go, oh, no, he just had wax in his ear or something. Yeah, Who right. knows? You know, whatever. And, you know, just that kind of stuff pisses you off. Yeah. But that was a little off task. Now, let me tell you. Their whole, what frustrated me is these doctors talking, or different people, and they're all like, oh, we need to expand. And the whole premise is wrong. 
Like, wait a minute. Why aren't we teaching people in school what they need to know to be healthy and live and productive out of right. life? Why is it that we're worried about treating the aftermath, you know? Right. The right. end result. And it just, it's so far away that the basics get lost. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that they should be teaching the basics in school. I'm just, well, they should because apparently they're not getting it at home. Nobody knows anything. Everybody's dumb and I don't understand. But aside of that, what I'm saying is we get so worried about how to treat the end result that we're missing the obvious problem that's right in front of us. Right. You know, obviously... People are eating shit for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If it's because they live in freaking food deserts, then how about we teach people how to grow their own food? Yeah. How about we teach people? You know what? When you can only go to 7-Eleven for food, here's what you freaking do. This right. is, you know, the good scenarios. Yeah. Slurpees and hot dogs aren't the way and to go. the bottom line, if you're... And you know what? If maybe they walked a little further the extra block to the other store, mm -hmm. then maybe that would help them out yeah, otherwise. Double, you know? double it up. I mean, again, we all know I'm an asshole. Right. We know, you know, right. I'm but you don't have heartless. You don't have to drive around for 10 minutes looking for a parking space, space that's two minutes closer to the building you're trying to go to. Uh, a lot of the time, I'll park at the very end of the parking lot, even uh, if... There's That's no why you're a badass, though. That's the difference. My, I know my, my wife gives me a hard time about that. That yeah. I make her walk all the way across the <laughs> And lot. she's like, you know, you're kind of an ass. <laughs> and yeah, that's probably true. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, to each his own. Yeah. But nobody's going to bump their car door into my crappy piece of junk car. No, they're not. And that's, I mean, I guess the whole thing. They, I really, I get annoyed where... The government seems like they just want more and more power. It's more, well, I can be in charge of shit. I can control right. shit. But, I mean, you're not smart enough to take care of yourself. That's true. You need somebody. You need to a, tell a, me a to wipe my to tell ass. You what and, to do. Yeah. And just more and more that, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody, and, and this is annoying. And, and, you know, the guy's a capitalist, and, and he is telling me, he's like, well, you know, I, I was talking to somebody and they told me they were going to vote for Bernie Sanders. And, and I, was, I, I came up to him and I was like, you know, do we say you go to school. He goes, why do you want to vote for Bernie Sanders? Well, he's going to pay for my college. So my buddy... Because it's, it's free. You know, it's going to be great. My buddy says, well, all right, imagine this. Imagine you become a doctor and then... You're making seventy five, a hundred. You make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Now, what if then oh, the government wants to take sixty thousand of that to pay for the next set of kids to go to school? Are you going to be cool with that? Well, no, that's not right. I earned that money. And he's like, "Well, that's the problem. You mm -hmm. know, it doesn't work." Like I, I mean, I, I fully support free education and free healthcare. I think that's a great idea. The problem is it's not free. Somebody's got to pay for it. Well, and that's and that's somebody a big has start. to pay for it, and it's you and me. But I would even take that argument further, and and I get this is is what I keep yelling at my kids with: what's wrong with communism and and socialism and why it doesn't work? Aside of the fact that people are greedy and want power, but it's also all right. Now you have the free school. The government's going to look at it. Well, we're paying for school. Right. Right? It's not you and me paying for it. 
they're paying they're for paying it. They're paying for it. That, that's how they see it. Mm-hmm. So it plays out like this. Well, then only the schools that back up what the government believes are going to get the money. Mm-hmm. Or at least that the government deems worthy. Um, and maybe that means that there's no art. Maybe that means there's no music. Maybe they love art and music and there's no welding. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's no capitalism. Maybe there's no, you know, but anything that disagrees with the school, the problem is they're taking your money to pay for it and then you don't have money left to send your kids to support what you believe in and then your freedom ends up dying away and it's more and more we give up a little bit more. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, when it gets to the schooling thing, I mean, that's kind of the way it is now. I pay my t- with public school schools, taxes, right? And they teach what they want, and they teach what they want. And if they, you disagree with Common it, Core here in New York State, you can go to private school, but you're going to pay for that. You still have to pay for that that your, other your school. kid to go to the public school. And now and more and more, they're pushing Common Core, you know, testing my with the private with a, school. Uh, my kid came home with a. Um, Universal Bill of Rights. Oh, universal. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Tell me. Uh, It's fantastic. I bet it is. Fantastic. Uh, Everybody has the right to uh, freedom of speech and and most of the things that are in the U.S. Constitution. Okay. But there are additional rights. Oh, they have extra And these are universal rights. Universal. Nobody told me about this. I didn't know that you automatically were born with this right. Where'd Uh, they come from again? Universally. Universe. From the universe. All right. No, this came home from from. Uh, no, I, I, I know. I meant from the universe. From there's God. No, where do your no rights come author, from? There's no There's no no name right. of a committee. All right. But apparently, you have a right to health care, and you have a right to a free oh, education. Yeah? Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's free. It's it doesn't free. cost anybody anything. No, free. it's free. I, I don't think they really uh, understand along the Along with a free. whole lot of other strange yeah? things that were in there. But it just uh, kind of made me uh, a little irritated that they were teaching this Universal Bill of Rights and not the, the U.S. Bill of Rights. You know, because they could go with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, more and more. And it just, this curve of what's acceptable. And I think that's one of the things that concerns me with the school so much is people used to say, um, you know, when you'd hear things like like what you're telling me now and and it used to be to a lesser degree, you know, back 20 years ago, people would say, well, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. When they started talking about global warming and when Al Gore was all out preaching right, about right. it, well, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to accept that. And it was like mocked and like a joke. But the schools just kept going and going and, and going. people are voting. And they're teaching your kids. Mm-hmm. And they're telling your kids, oh, your parents are dumb. They don't know. They're outdated. They don't understand. And we thought, oh, this is so illogical. And then now, do you remember the. They've uh, changed the minds of a whole generation. Do you remember the crisis? I don't know if you were actually in school when I. uh, When I remember. I remember this crisis and when I was in school of the uh, ozone layer disappearing. Yeah, I have a story about the ozone layer. Tell me more. It was a crisis. We were all going to get skin cancer and die. Okay. They don't talk about it anymore, though. No, you're not getting the skin cancer? No, I don't know what happened with that crisis. Well, just I can tell you a little bit as a uh, licensed refrigerant recovery no, you guy. you know about this. With refrigeration, they seem very concerned about the ozone layer. Turns out those chlorofluorocarbons. 
carbons, we're going to destroy the ozone layer. Mm -hmm. Now, ozone's a tricky thing. And it turns out, in order to be a uh, refrigerant recovery agent mm -hmm. certified by the DEC, yeah. you have to get a license and carry around a card that says NARDA certified mm -hmm. and that you understand refrigeration and the dangers it poses. Mm -hmm. So, I took this brilliant what test. What does the uh, DEC stand for? Um, that's another one of those three three letter agencies that a lot of people don't know about. Department of Environmental Conservation? That's it. All right, yeah. we're in. Why, you concern me. Well, I just, I, everyone throws around these three-letter three agencies. Right. As long, you know, you, you just need to keep up to date All right. on what All your, right. your agencies are. Because there's right. a lot of them. So, I take my test. Mm -hmm. and, well, actually, I, I study for the test. Mm -hmm. And I have this little booklet. And it says, we don't really understand the ozone layer or how it works. However... What we do know is that we need ozone to protect us from sunlight because it burns us. Right. We also know that the more sunlight in an area, the more ozone is created. Now, we're concerned because over the polar caps, during the dark season, when there's no sunlight, the ozone layer gets thinner and has a hole in it. But then, when the sun comes back in the summer months, the ozone layer comes back. We don't know why it's going away, but just in case, we should take these steps to ensure that it doesn't get a bigger hole and disappear forever. And I'm like... Did they read the first paragraph where it said sunlight creates ozone? Mm -hmm. It turns out that when UV comes through the hole that's in the ozone layer, yes. it hits the oxygen and creates ozone. And I'm like, this is in the test. And it says, we have no proof that this destroys the ozone, mm -hmm. these chlorofluorocarbons. However... We just think it would be a good idea. And I'm like, well, that's a genius. Mm -hmm. Genius move right there. And it just was the most insane thing. And you're just, I'm just reading it over and over again, going, do they see what they're saying here? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't seem like, it seems like a lot of really smart and people. And they're supposed to convince me to yeah. be the representative of the government who's going to come out. You know, I have little stickers I can say. This has been certified and, you know, removed by me and mm -hmm. properly disposed of. The only thing I really got out of the whole ozone debate is that for some reason I can't use aerosol hairspray anymore. Oh, the fucking aerosol. Yeah. Bastards. Destroyed it. Destroyed it. Aerosol And it's awesome. so fun with a lighter. Yeah. I mean, I know, all the right. fun things you can do. <laughs> well, and then I never understood how we get rid of the old uh, Freon, which is oil-based, and we replace it with something that's like chlorine based. And it's, it's a little safer. Uh, it's a lot better. You don't even need to worry about things now. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, if the chlorine is the problem, because then they were like, well, it's the chlorine. And I'm like, well, so why don't we ban swimming pools? Well, no, that would be ridiculous. People wouldn't go for that. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. But mm -hmm. it just. It, 
I'm just speechless. Yeah, no, you're, because you're dumb. I'm dumb. You don't, that's you don't right. understand. You and don't understand. That's the thing. It's just that they push what's acceptable. Mm-hmm. They take what they can take, and it's just more and more and more. And the more you feel threatened, the more control and the more power they have over you. Well, I once uh, remember hearing somebody tell me that if anybody ever tries to sell you something based on fear, then they're lying to you. And I can't remember a politician that was trying was trying not trying to make me afraid. You know, Donald Trump is is concerned about immigrants, and uh, Bernie Sanders is concerned about you know uh, not getting free health care because we're gonna have a nation of dummies yep. and uh, education care, and um, you know. Hillary Clinton, well, I don't know, even know what the hell she's talking about. Her show <laughs> voice just makes me change the channel. Right. But, I mean, it's it's like there's there's all these people are talking about how we need to be so worried about where we're going and what's going on and all the bad things that they need to correct. Right. And I can't remember a president correcting anything in my no. entire life. No. Down a dangerous road. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like the Gipper. But we won't die. I have to cringe when you say that. But then again, your entire life, you're a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was post eight years Gipper, old when he, so. he left. He left office, so and yeah, a little post Gipper. So yeah. anyway, but with that, make sure uh, you know you go and uh, check us out on the iTunes. Hit the uh, reviews and maybe tell us some things you guys would like to hear about in the future podcasts. Tell us about, you know, what kind of topics you'd like covered. Um, Maybe check us out on Patreon. Maybe you shoot us an email at preppingbadass.com. Keep us up to date. And uh, otherwise, pay attention, stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.